ladies and gentlemen, it has been a month, and we are excited to be back here again with you on That's Entertaining for May 2021. Joining me is the one and only Justin Picker. Justin, welcome back, and how have you been good, sir? I have been very good. I mean, the weather is nice. It's finally warm outside. Um, some might say a little bit too warm, but uh, I, I who enjoy would warm- say that? I don't, ex- I don't know. You know, I mean, you live in you live in the upper uh, northeast, you know, north north central, you know, states. Uh, you gotta just take the warm weather when you can get it. It doesn't matter Absolutely. if it's a little bit too hot. But, Wait uh, a day, and it'll be cold again. Don't worry. Ex- we'll, we'll have snow was, by the end of the week. I it was snowing two weeks ago. It snowed like on a Monday morning. Yeah, it was horrible. But. You know, it, weather in the Midwest—it'll always change. It's always fluctuating. You can't count on anything. It's not like those people on the West Coast, you know, like the those Devon Tyuses of the world, right? Where they can just have nice, delightful weather year-round, or like the Delvin Coxes of the world that can live in Florida. And just go to the beach whenever and always have sunny skies, maybe a rain shower here and there when they least expect it. But, you know, they don't have to deal with snow, at least. So there's yeah. that. Um, but I, too, have also been uh, pretty decent lately. Um, so the past, you know, couple months I've been studying for this exam pretty hardcore. And uh, I took my test this past week and I passed it. Yes. So I am uh, I am very excited to move on from this. And I'm I'm breaking my rule tonight of not consuming any calories after 7 p.m. because uh, my niece got married today. And so, you know, we were just kind of enjoying the family time. The first time we've actually had like a family anything in the last year and a half. So uh, it's it's been a good week, a good day. And oh, <laughs> yesterday was not so good because I had my, my air conditioner went out and Ooh. I had a service guy come out. And then I had to have my dog go to the vet, and, and she has a, a tumor in her mouth, and we got to deal with that. And uh, my car needed some issues <laughs> taken care of. But you know what? Today is a new day. It's a new dawn. And I am actually drinking a little bit of scotch tonight just to help myself feel even better about tonight. I, I, I like that. I like that attitude. I like, um, you know, when life tries to get you down, you got to just kind of fight through it. When life tries to get you down... You pour a glass of scotch. That's right. <laughs> or an oh, IPA. Man. Whatever, your, whatever your mood is. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll allow it, but I will personally not partake of said IPA. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you in, enjoy that. Right. Uh, so, Mr. Pickard, have you in, been entertained, entertained by anything as of late? Um, I have not watched a ton of TV lately, um, or movies for that matter. Um, I did watch... Uh, did I talk to you about another round? I don't think so. Um, I don't believe th- so. Yeah, I might watch it right after we talked last. Um, I did watch another round, which for me to sit through a two-hour movie by myself is pretty rare these days. Um, but that is with uh, a Danish movie with Mads Mikkelsen. Um, yeah. Really cool story. Actually, it's like a drama, but it's about a, a group of adult teachers who they. Uh, Stumble across this theory that you actually perform better in life if you maintain a blood alcohol content of like 0. 0.06. Mm. Um, and so they all decide to drink all day long and maintain that. Uh, and But they have like all these rules to make sure they don't become alcoholics. Surprise, surprise. When you drink every single day, you become an alcoholic and you become dependent. Yes. Yep. Um, but very interesting movie. Really cool. It is a subtitled movie. I think there's English voiceover. Not that I didn't watch it uh, with that. I watched it in the native um, language, but um, it was very good. Um, nice. And other than that, I mean, I watched, obviously, the titular Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and then, oh, I did watch Invincible. That did. Um, I finished that whole season and I liked it a lot on Amazon Prime. We talked about that's that last the show. Time. That's, that's the, the uh, animated, animated show. show. Yeah, yep, that's the animated with uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Exactly. There's that cast is like ridiculously loaded. Um, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. 
and we both have been watching Mythic Quest. I know, I know you're a big fan of it. We're kind I don't of know like if I'm caught up. I'm not caught I'm, up. I'm, okay. I'm not either. Um, I think their episode. There, I might be behind an episode or two. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the the first like real episode of this new season. There was a um, there was an, a quarantine episode where it was all like Zoom calls. That was mm-hmm. pretty funny. And then they did that um, really cool uh, episode. Where, yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Um, surprising amount of CG <laughs> towards the end, and that one of those. Ends, <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, "What is happening?" The show is crazy. So, is it Danny Pudi? Is that the guy uh, who played Abed in Community? Is it, oh, is yeah. his name is Danny Pudi? I'm not sure of his name, but um, yes, he I, is a great actor. He, yes. and he's great in that in that show too. Yes, he, he, he plays. He plays the guy who is the, the the CFO, and he's all about the microtransactions. Yeah. So he's the bane of all of our existence. He's like the money guy. Um, hilarious, uh, and it seems like he's got more scenes uh, from the other episode I watched. Seems like he's got more scenes this season. Um, seems like they spread it out more in general, whereas the first season mm-hmm. was very heavy on Robert Kelly's uh, character. Um, I've you know, but I think they're spreading the character time out between the characters like very evenly so yeah it's a great show it's it uh, is a good show i i'm not going to i still have like a you know an endless free amount of apple tv plus um (laughs) i will not probably subscribe because that's literally the only show that i've enjoyed a lot the other shows have been okay but have you watched for all mankind i it was too slow for me it was a little too dry see i I really wanted to i liked it. it Yep. I liked the first season, and I I don't know if I've... They've got the second season out that's coming out right now, and I haven't caught up with that. But the first season was really... I, I'm into the alternate history kind of yeah. kind of shows. And so f- for those who are uh, you know listening in, like, what's for all mankind? Uh, that is an alternate history where the Russians land on the moon before the United States, and hijinks ensue. Uh, so uh, it's, it's a drama. Uh... It is very, you know, in, interesting to see what they do and how how the escalation on the moon mirrors kind of the escalation on the on the on the Earth, yep. and how that all impacts each other. So that's actually a really good show if you like drama. It is a little bit slower moving, obviously. There's not a ton of action. It's really just more about the drama. Um, but there's there's some really good special effects. Like the CG in that show is is really well done. Uh, and if you're into space and that kind of stuff, that's it's, it might be up your alley. Um, but these both, Mythic Quest and um, For, All For All Mankind, are both Apple Plus shows. So you have to have the Apple Plus subscription, which is probably one of the subscription services that's kind of like not a lot of people get or are exposed to because half of the people that have mobile devices are probably on Apple or half are on Samsung, and then the other half that aren't on Apple or aren't on, they probably don't even know about it, because it's not really very well, you know, advertised, no. uh, and it's it's one of those things where I hope their, their, their Mythic Quest finds its audience, and I hope they continue to, you know, get support, because my fear is, is that, you know, you get this great show with this great cast, this great writing, uh, that it'll be too late by the time people start to find it when it becomes available outside of Apple TV. Uh, like if, if it comes to another service or if it goes to DVD or Blu-ray or something like that afterwards. Um, but it is, a, if you have like a brand new iPhone, you can get like a free year of Apple plus TV. Yeah. Um, or I have some sort of deal where it's like five bucks a month and I get that and Apple music. Um, I think it's some sort of special deal. I'm not sure how I got it, but. I'll keep the I'll keep the five bucks a month train running for that as long as as I can as I can get it because I actually do use Apple TV, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry Apple Music more than I thought I would. So anyway, that's uh, that's that. That's not what we're here to talk about tonight. But I, I I've actually been watching something too, and I have not seen the most latest episode, uh, but that is Star Wars Bad Batch, which oh. is a con- continuation of the Clone Wars, uh, where it follows Clone Force sixty six, uh, and basically it starts right where episode three begins. Um, so like that, that very beginning episode shows order 66 kind of taking place. 
So it's really cool. The timeline's interesting because it's that transitional period between the Republic and the Empire. Uh, and it's, I think it's really cool. So I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm pretty biased as far as that goes. You probably can't get a fair opinion from me on, on whether the quality of the show is, is good. But as a fan of Star Wars and a fan of the Clone Wars and uh, everything, it, it's been really good. The story's been solid. Uh, it's it's it, definitely a recommend from me at this point. And maybe once uh, the show wraps up, possibly I can convince Justin to maybe discuss it one of these months when we uh, get together here like we are today. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely. Um, I'm not, I've not watched all of Clone Wars, um, but I did watch the last season. Um, mm-hmm. That was exclusive to Disney Plus and really enjoyed it. Um, and I would, yeah, those characters are really cool. So I'd be happy to watch that, um, that show. So, and let's be honest, I don't think there's any Star Wars content I haven't really watched, um, other than like <laughs> weird Christmas specials or stuff like that. But, um, yeah. I haven't know, watched the Lego shows. I'll, I'll admit, I have not yes, watched all those yeah, Lego I, shows. I've watched like snippets of them. I, I turned them on, I turned on like the Christmas Lego special and, uh, eh, didn't care for it, but um, yeah. but mainline Star Wars content, I've you know obviously seen it all. So he's seen it all, folks. You heard it here first. Yes. Well, what do you say we transition into our topic for this month, and that is the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which takes place after the events of Endgame. So this is a continuation, kind of in the the current timeline that we're looking at now. Uh, so. I kind of want to approach this discussion a little differently than we've done in the past. So the premise of this is all around the fact that we know that Sam got the shield at the end of Endgame. There's a nice moment between Steve and Sam where he says, you know, you know, it feels like someone else's shield, and Steve's like, well, it shouldn't. It's yours. And so from that point forward, we as an audience are like, oh, cool, he's, he's going to maybe take up that mantle of Captain America. This show picks up where he's basically donating the shield to a museum uh, and and not wanting to have that Captain America mantle. And through the events of the show, he kind of comes to realize that, you know, he he can carry the mantle, even though he didn't think he could at the beginning. So there's there's this nice character journey for for uh, Falcon. But along the way, he's with his buddy Bucky. <laughs> not his buddy Bucky, but, you know. Uh, co-worker, associate, uh, whatever you want to call but, it. Cause you they... know what? But buddy is an apt. Is it, yes, there their relationship might not be, a, but this is a buddy cop movie. If if yeah. I ever seen one, um, and uh, so buddies, no, they might not call each other buddies, but it's def they're definitely buddies. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I like I like the story points. I feel like overall that the, that Falcon got a nice arc out of the whole deal. Um, the Winter Soldier, I didn't think he got as much of a satisfying arc at the end, um, because, so it, <laughs> we're going to jump the gun here a little bit, because it ends with a title card that says Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? So during the journey, he he goes from the Falcon to accepting that he is now Captain America. But there's also a journey that, that Bucky goes on, but... He, he, you know, he frees himself of, you know, the weight. He was able to kind of, you know, get, get, make amends with himself for the events that, or the things that he did while he was Winter Soldier, and he he kind of transcends a little bit. Uh, but you don't really see like that full, you know, closure on his side, which was kind of a little a little disappointing. I was hoping we would see a little bit more of that about that closure piece. And I would also was hoping. I was really hoping that when we saw that final title card, we would have seen Captain America and White Wolf, or the White Wolf, whatever it would be, um, because that would have really main, meant that he has transcended past that Winter Soldier stage uh, and has moved on. But anyway, I, I, like I said, I want to kind of adjust this discussion a little bit because this kind of feels like a like a movie in a way. It's like a six part movie that you could watch um, and has has those those story beats to it. So. Overall, Justin, what did you think of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought overall the whole series was good. Um, it felt more like a Marvel movie 
than like WandaVision did. Mm-hmm. Um, WandaVision did get there by the end, um, but this is, starts out with your typical really great Marvel action, um, like from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously with characters that we already know, um, I like the bigger questions that the show kind of presents to the viewer, um, especially around race in America and why maybe Bucky uh, or why uh, Sam doesn't want to take the mantle of um, Captain America um, and for and um, and it kind of I, I like the reveals of the other um, I can't remember his name but the first black super soldier um, Isaiah can't remember his last name yep um, I, yeah and they call him Isaiah um, I thought that was kind of a cool story beat that as someone who's never read any of the comics it's like oh okay these are probably in the comics somewhere um that's pretty cool that like the whole premise of like the super serum like just being available is kind of weird but mm-hmm. also kind of cool like it makes for a pretty fun show where it's super people fighting super people the whole whole time right um which was I mean, fun to watch yeah i mean you had to kind of get people on the level of bucky right because bucky is a super soldier he yeah he had he had the serum and he has the arm and you know he's he's of the of that era where he is a super soldier so you have to have people that it would threaten him and then you kind of made uh the falcon into that kind of super soldier ish type of of player mm-hmm. with you know the ability for him to fly around and and everything else that he has so he has a lot more moves and and you know verticality yep. <laughs> so to speak you know in in his repertoire so I do think it's a little it's so it falls into the into the trope in my opinion when you have every all these different super soldiers that just happen to be around right for them to fight of like think of did you ever play the Avengers video game that came out recently I did not okay so in that in that Avengers video game the bad guys are all like these nameless robots right yep. that's by uh, aim I think it was and you're just fighting endless waves of these endless aim robots. Or uh, there's also some, like, masked guys, I think, at some point, too. But the, basically, they're, they're all on the same level of these super soldiers because they're, they're enhanced, they have these abilities. And so it gives you, as, as the, the player, the challenge, right? Well, if you look at that here, all, all of a sudden, you have this serum available that this dude was working on uh in the back you know uh in the background in this trailer in <laughs> shipping container uh, wherever yeah yep. the shipping container in wherever this was in, in some place overseas in europe and he's, he's perfected it so you had you know um all those people in in the winter soldier movie that had those psychological side effects you had Steve Rogers, who actually had the the soldier serum and didn't have any adverse side effects, so to speak. You had Bucky, who also uh, was able to do it, but it had some adverse side effects where it comes to uh, when he first became the Winter Soldier that they went into. And then you have, like, Bruce Banner, who tried to recreate it, (laughs) and he became the Hulk as a result. And all these other occurrences in in MCU or in the Marvel Universe that had failed... to make the serum but these people got the serum which has been perfected without the use of some sort of radiation you know in in like when they made steve rogers into captain yeah, america they had that, that tank yep yeah these people they literally just get the shot and now they're they're a super soldier <laughs> yes all that happens so uh it's a little a little easy i i guess i could say or a little like oh come on i mean you, you built this, all this other stuff around how difficult it is to do it, and then this guy just all of a sudden, yeah, I can do it. Yes, uh, this exactly. no-name person that we've never heard of out of any of the other, other things, and we've, we've had Tony Stark, who had figured out how to travel back in time, like, oh, I can do it. And he had uh, the Hank Pym, who can shrink into the size of a micron, right? Yeah. Um, and you just got this no-name character, honestly, who's like, yeah, I figured this out, and, and, and there's no adverse side effects. So to me, that's a little bit of a a convenience and I, I didn't like the fact that all of a sudden you just had this army of like what 12 some super soldiers uh yeah arrived for convenience sake no this this is one of those shows or, or movies 
where it's just full of convenient um, locations and consequences and everything just kind of falls into place a little too easily over time. Um, You know, and it's like maybe because they are superheroes and they go wherever they want and do whatever they want. And I I don't know. It it does definitely, there's definitely some issues with the story there. Um, And it, but I think it just boils down to, for me, it was like, was it fun to watch? Yeah, it's fun to watch super people fight super people. Mm-hmm. Um, you see some vulnerability out of um, the Falcon, um, mm-hmm. especially when he fights an actual super being. Um, and, you know, his tech eventually kind of <clears throat> gets hit for that. So, um, which maybe not, maybe, maybe that's the real reason. He's like, oh, maybe I should just become capped. Uh, and maybe i need to upgrade my suit i don't know but um i did like uh bucky does get you're right that i understand the complaint that his story doesn't quite wrap up as neatly as sam's does um the show is definitely centered around sam um it's Mm -hmm. definitely centered around race um and becoming captain america i mean he's got several pretty lengthy speeches about it and um what it means to be Captain America, and obviously the Isaiah character is also a big representation of that, and how things have changed over the years. Um, but it does feel Bucky was still there, so it would have been nice to see him get a little bit more of a wrap up. Um, yeah. I did like the um, Wakanda stuff, and oh, yeah. that that's also confusing as to why they didn't change it to the White Wolf, because the Wakanda and um, I can't think of their names right now. The the group of super soldier women um, from Wakanda, they're in the show a fair amount. Mm-hmm. So, and they're obviously hinting at how they've healed him, how they gave him a, 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 an easy off button, <laughs> <And> if they, <laughs> uh, which was a left a pretty funny moment in the uh, show. Why not? Uh, obviously, that's the path he's heading down. Right. Um so it is a little strange. Maybe maybe that maybe they just don't want the same named show twice in a row. So we'll get Captain America and the Winter Soldier, then we'll get Captain America and the White Wolf, and then who knows from there. One of those two will probably die and we'll get another super uh hero in there after that. Yeah. Well they're they're definitely setting up some sort of continuation factor after this, whether that's um, a plot point that's picked up in a movie or another ep- another series, um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, you know I, I wish they would have wrapped that up differently. But like you, I also really appreciated the Wakanda aspect of it and the fact that it was when they introduced them, Bucky was he noticed the uh, the little tracker chips or whatever it was, yeah, the little marble cool. things, and he's like, I want to go on a walk, and he just kind of casually goes around. He's like, Hey, you know, I what's going on with this? Uh, so I I thought that was kind of a cool inclusion of them uh, being in in the movie or in the show, and let's talk about these other characters that we have in here that come in. Obviously, we have um, Baron von Strucker. No, not von Strucker. What's his name? But I can't think of his name right now. Oh, you're thinking of um, the bad guy. Yeah, he was the bad guy in Winter Soldier, and here he's kind of like the anti-hero. Zemo, Baron Zemo, Hel- yes. Hel- Hel- Helmut Zemo. Yeah. Helmut Zemo, yeah. And I like the guy that plays his character, yes, by the way. Yes, like, very good. I think he, he very well embodies that character in the way he Yeah, acts. absolutely. Um, and he I he didn't get a lot, a ton of screen time in Civil War, even though he was the mastermind behind the whole uh, you know event in Civil War. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, he was obviously in the movie, but like he's like this cool... You know, he's like a secret agent. He's he can he can make all these things happen by just playing with people's emotions and um, tricking them into do things. So, very cool mm-hmm. character. He's kind of in a way like a in a way a dark Batman because he's rich. Yes. He's got all these resources. Yep. He kind of he's a good mastermind. He can kind of make things happen. But then again, he's he's not really donning much of a suit. He puts on the mask for that one scene, just for the trailer shot, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool to see his character in here and how they worked with him. And you know, ultimately, 
we had to move him to the raft, right? He he was taken from the Interpol prison or something like that. Yeah. And had to be put on the raft with, you know, there's there's a lot of other unsavory characters over there too. So I think that's kind of building towards a, another event that we'll see um, from some of those raft escapees, maybe in the future in a movie yeah. or in some sort of series. But uh, I did like the inclusion of him. I thought he was great. We got that wonderful, wonderful meme and gif out of him dancing at the oh, yes. at the party. Yes. Yep. Uh that, that was that's That's perfect. a good one. Um also uh I've seen a ton of these of the um he's out of line but he is right. Um I've seen a ton of those mm-hmm. memes when they're talking about music <laughs> on the plane. Um uh-huh. and I've seen a ton of those memes and a lot of memes from that character. <laughs> yeah. He he's a great character like He's not to Loki level by any means, but he's no. he's one that I'm glad is not dead. You know, he's he's, he's a, still around. He's a likable villain, um, and it's probably because his intentions are not coming from a bad place. Because um, mm-hmm. I believe his whole family was killed during the whole Sokovian right. thing, and that's why he's always out to destroy all superhuman be- beings because they're at fault for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he just obviously he is a villain. He does bad things, but yeah. Um, and I like that he's always like he's. It's cool to watch a character who's always one step ahead of all the other characters, um, even down to the very end where he's yeah still killing off people um, or having that, his butler do it. That in scene with him or with with his butler right taking out those super soldiers, and before that we got the scene where where Zemo tells Bucky, like, I've decided not to kill you. Yes. And he was like, literally, he, he could have made it happen, yeah. you know, as we saw him wipe out the rest of those super soldiers. Um, and so that was actually adds a lot more weight to that scene, because at first you're like, it's kind of like a throwaway, jokey line, like, oh, I've decided not to kill you. Um, but then he realized, oh, he was legitimately telling yeah. him, like, hey, you're a good he guy, has, I'm, I'm okay with he you. He has people everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing about that scene, I thought it was strange. It was so also very quick, where they acknowledge that um, uh, flag smashers are still like people still support the cause, mm-hmm. um, but then immediately kill the last flag smasher. <laughs> like uh, um, it was just a little strange. It was all very fast because I, I thought that was going to be the end. They're gonna, they're going to acknowledge that there's still flag smashers like in the world, and that's obviously going to come in to either a movie or a show or a video game or something, who knows. But there's mm-hmm. a reason they acknowledged it, and then they immediately killed the, the, the super soldier. So, Yeah, well, I mean, it's like the Flag Smasher movement was more than just those super soldiers. It was those people on the app that were like yeah. in yeah. line with the one world, one people mantra. Yeah. Um, that Those were all the Flag Smashers. So they're going to be supporters. Like you can see all these <laughs> groups in our world today that will support some sort of movement or organization or whatever you want to call it, uh, even though, like, the heads of those organizations have gone, kind of like Hydra, you know, you cut the heads off, more will rise. Um, we also had the inclusion of John Walker, oh, yeah. who was given the mantle of Captain America by the government. And so here's the thing about John Walker and the character, is you're introduced to him in a way that he's he's not a bad guy, Right? But he's not Captain America either. Like, you're introduced to him in a way that you in, you kind of enjoy the character. You realize that he's he's been through it, right? He's He's been, he's put in the time, so to speak. He's He's got the, the medals to, to back up his, his uh, commitment to the cause, you could say. Uh, and, you to know, America, the battles for in sure. Spot. Yeah, yeah. And so because of these things, like, he, he was the one that the United States decided to give the shield to. So that yep. was the whole thing, right? At the beginning of the show, like, uh, Falcon, he puts this thing in a museum. He thinks it's the right thing to do. And seemingly, like, the next day, uh, the government's like, no, we're going to go ahead and take that shield and give it to this dude, and we're going to bring Captain America back. Um, and so he wasn't necessarily, like, a, a bad character. He just... He's not what he's not I here. would want. Yeah, he he wasn't. He's not Steve, right? Yeah. He's not Steve Rogers. Like Steve, you see Steve jump on a grenade, 
you see him do all this. I was like, is this a test? You see Steve get beaten down in an alley, getting back up and said, I can do this all day. Yep. Steve was the perfect embodiment of what you would expect Captain America to be. And this one was, you know, the kind of like the government shoving that in your, into, you know, the suit or whatever and saying like, this is the Captain America now. Yeah. Whereas before, Steve embodied everything about that character. And this guy is just trying to take the mantle and run with it. What's already been established yeah. by Steve Rogers. It, it's, uh, it is interesting because they looked at John Walker and it's like he – and this is also like – I I had asked some people who had a better understanding of the comics. Like it, I was confused if John Walker was somehow like super powered um, because they talk about how great he is and how he has fought and he can throw those shields like, like – you know, like – everyone else does uh to an extent everybody can throw the shield now <laughs> yeah th- that was very confused to me that he just like kind of picked it up like that so easily um so i was really confused about that part um but i guess you know in comic books it's like it's like almost like dragon ball z where everyone has a power level you know <laughs> and john walker is just at the very top level of power level for a standard human you know mm-hmm. um but uh I think it's interesting that you look at who can carry the mantle of Captain America and what does it mean to be it kind of it's about America um what does it mean to be like the perfect example of an American and being a, a amazing soldier and having the ability to kill and and you know all the things that he had to do to be, become get all those medals, some of them probably weren't that great. Um, but he's an American soldier, and he's the best, and that obviously wasn't the right fit for Captain America. And you got someone like Sam, who learned a lot from um, Steve and how to be pure, and he recognized that that's why he was the best. And how no one will ever be like him again, but he obviously strives to be that now. So it's just interesting. Um, I think all these different characters picking up the mantle, and I don't know. I'm sure they'll. I have a feeling Marvel movies and characters are never going away at this point. Mm-hmm. Now that it's been twelve, thirteen years of this or whatever. Um, yeah. Someone else will probably take up a Captain America at some point, and we'll probably go through another struggle of. What does it mean to be Captain America, and who knows? Mm-hmm. So, the thing about John Walker, right? You see him go through it, you kind of start to understand his journey, and you kind of start to get on his side a little bit, the way that they wrote it. And then, all of a sudden, you get to that one scene where um, his, his, his buddy uh, is killed in the line of action there, and then you get the part where he... John Walker loses it, right? He's, I think at this point, he's already taken the serum. Yeah. He got a a serum and he took it. And so he was on the level of these other super-powered people. And the the loss of his friend who's been through all this with him and has been his right-hand man, has basically been his falcon, uh, is now dead. He's got the grief. He's trying to deal with that. He's got these new powers that I'm sure the grief is being affected by his powers and taking it to a whole another level and driving him like ruthless at that point. And he obviously kills that person in, in the broad public in the daylight outside and people are videotaping it and everything. And you see that shot of like the blood dripping off of the shield. So at that point, obviously, uh, he is no longer Captain America. They yeah. decided to take him away from take that away from him and they want the shield back um but at that point you know the falcon already had retrieved that from from him and we got this uh interesting battle between the falcon winter soldier and john walker uh where you know they were i think during that battles when falcon lost his wings yeah and then they broke john walker's arm i think it was and got the shield away from him so pretty interesting to see how John Walker was able to take on Winter Soldier pretty easily at that point when they were both on even level and it took having Falcon in there as that third party to really kind of sway the tide their way even though Winter Soldier what Bucky had had all this training and experience and has been like this this assassin in the past uh, you know this this 
brand new superhero, so to speak, was able to, to stand on par with him. Also yeah. kind of convenient, but I understand what they're doing with the, you know, he's he's had the battle training. He's had all this other training without being yeah. a superhero. He stood think, his ground. I think that's maybe what makes it a little bit believable is, yeah, he was already the greatest sol- American soldier. Um, and, Basically G.I. Joe. Yeah, and then he got all those enhancements. Um, and I really like the no. I think they, they definitely say it in the show at some point that like the serum enhances all of your characteristics, not mm-hmm. just your strength. So for John Walker, some of those negative um, characteristics it enhanced as well, and that's why. I mean, the whole reason his friend was killed was because he rushed into a situation because he couldn't kind of hold his anger back. Um, you know, he was pacing around and just waiting. Mm-hmm. He couldn't just let Sam talk to um, Carly. Um, we haven't talked a, a ton about, but, you know, Carly was leader of the Flag Smashers. And um, if he would have just let Sam talk to her a little bit longer, he might have gotten her to, you know, you know, give up more peacefully. Instead, it turns into a whole bad situation and his friend gets killed. So um, that was definitely probably the best episode of the show, I think. Um, mm-hmm. it had a lot of good action and then it ended with a very shocking moment. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just to see it's, it is shocking to see the shield with blood dripping off of it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. We also see John Walker become at the end of the series, the U S agent, uh, who was another, you know, he's a long, long lasting Marvel comics character, which I don't know a ton about, but I know that he's, you know, he's been around for a while as well. And what's interesting is I don't remember him being affiliated with Hydra, but I don't know his his background at all. But the person who kind of calls him U.S. agent and makes him U.S. agent and gives him this new chance is the character played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, which I can't remember the name, but she's basically Lady Hydra. That same character in other iterations is Lady Hydra. Um, which, by the way, amazing casting to bring in Julia Louis-Dreyfus in the MCU. I'm super excited to see where that character goes. She has range, man. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is an amazing actress. She is. Like, yep. if, you, if you only know her from Seinfeld, you're doing yourself a disservice. You need to watch other stuff with her in it. It's fantastic. Yeah. she's. Uh, I've watched some of like Veep, um, which she's won several Emmys for. Um, and she can definitely hold her own comedic wise, obviously Seinfeld and, and Veep. Um, I haven't seen her in like a more of, she's not evil in this, like straight up, but she is playing a, a, you know, someone on the bad side and kind of cool to see her play that side of it and be manipulative and, um, yeah, different character than I've seen her in anything else. And very cool to see. Mm Mm-hmm. So John Walker survives through the series. He is the only outlying superhero or super soldier that does survive, which leads me to think like you know maybe he's he's gonna try to get some sort of attempt on his life from the butler at some point or from from Zemo. But uh, he is the only surviving new super soldier out of the batch. Um, talking about the the flag smashers and their leader. So the the actress that plays their their leader, I can't. I think it was Carly. You said. Yeah, Carly. I think it was her name. Yep is the same person who played uh, Enfys Nest in Star Wars or Solo, A Star Wars Story, if you I remember seeing that movie. Oh, yeah. She was, like, the leader of that little band. So she basically she's playing the exact same role <laughs> yep. as she played before in that movie. Um, but anyway, she's actually a really good actress. I like her a lot. I'd like to see more from her, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd like to see where, you know, she can't be using the MCU anymore, but... If if we find more Star Wars stories with her in it, it would be really cool to see because she's pretty sure, yeah, she survived Solo. So uh, I'd like to see more from her in the future. Um, but one other character that we would be remiss if we do not talk about is one, Sharon Carter. Now, Sharon Carter, as you recall from The Winter Soldier, again, the movie, is uh, the granddaughter or some, I think it's granddaughter, of uh, Agent, uh, was it Helen Carter? Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter, yes. Um, who was Sam's love interest, the one that he goes back to and spends the rest of his life with, you know, after he returns the stone. Steve's, not Sam's. 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, it's getting late for us, right? Yeah. Uh, so she is in this movie, and we, uh, you know, we we think that she's on the up and up the whole time, right? <clears throat> but we kind of start to see her have some phone calls off screen a little bit, and acting a little shady here and there but you know always kind of conveniently where she needs to be but she is revealed to be the always referenced character known as the shadow broker so during the show the shadow broker provided these uh, serums to the flag smashers in and they wanted returns on those investments obviously so uh i think if i may have gotten this wrong so I want to see if you caught this as well. The original power broker, the one that did supply those um, shots to the super soldiers, was killed. Yes, by by Zemo, was it, I, or someone along those lines? Yeah. See, I get very confused about the timeline here and what was going on. So someone was shot, and I thought that was the original power broker that provided those those uh, uh, super soldier serums out there. And then Peggy kind of steps in place in this in this vacuum, and becomes the new power broker. And at the end, we see her calling somebody and being like, "Hey, I'm I'm now back in the states. I've got my status as uh, Agent Carter again, and yep. she's gonna be a a bad person." <laughs> she's basically gonna use that to uh, smuggle U.S. military weapons. Is what I got out of that. Um, yeah, most likely. So I I had got the feeling or that she was the power broker this entire time and that she's okay. actually just very, you know, manipulative and was hiding her true identity the entire time. Um, I could be wrong on that, but, uh, obviously, yeah, it, I think it was shocking for a lot of people. And I don't think like this particular storyline, like is in the comics that the great granddaughter, the granddaughter of Peggy Carter, um, and presumably an heir of Steve Rogers, right? Ah, possibly. Uh, um, that she is actually an evil, part of an evil, or, evil organization. Um, or is, you know, she's a villain. Um, like the No, Marvel. she was an aunt. Agent Peggy Carter was an aunt. Oh, aunt. Okay. So she's not, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, but still like within the family, you know, somewhat family. Not obviously, doesn't have Steve Rogers, um, you know, not his bloodline, but um, yeah, I thought that was a interesting twist, um, and it was interesting to see her. I when she first popped up, I had no idea who she was. I was like, "What?" The actress looked familiar, and I was like, "I was completely lost. I forgot that she was in the other movie." Uh, I was like, "Whatever, you know, she's cool. She's really good at shooting guns and uh, <laughs> making things happen." Um, she actually has some pretty cool fight scenes, so I was like, oh, okay, she's she can hold her own um, mm-hmm. as a normal human being. Because um, that's kind of where we're at with these shows and stuff. It's like, what human beings can, like, kind of stand up to, like, ridiculous situations? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to see her kind of pop back up and for them to use her in this situation. I think it was, they were kind of going for that shock factor, I'm, I'm sure, a little bit. Um, so... Definitely curious to see where they decide to take her uh, and that character next. So overall, uh, Justin, what were your thoughts on on the series? If if you had any like standout moments, any standout scenes? Um, overall thoughts, pretty simple. Good, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's fun because it's Marvel and it's good action and it's high budget. Um, I like all of Sam's storyline. There's some other storylines that just don't get fulfilled. Um, maybe this could have been an eight-episode instead of six-episode series. I'm not sure. Um, budget probably ruined that. But um, And then, yeah, just the episode of John Walker um, kind of slowly losing it after getting the Super Serum. Um, that was a really excellent episode. So, um, mm-hmm. And I did enjoy the final episode as well. Um, a lot of coordination between all the different characters, and Sam gives some pretty cool speeches and makes things right for a lot of people. Um, I really liked the end scene when he kind of reveals that uh, Isaiah, his history as becoming a super soldier, is kind of brought back. You know, it had been lost; it was confidential or whatever. 
got lost. They kind of erased Redacted. His, yep. They brought that back, and now he's in a museum. I thought that was a pretty powerful scene. Um, and I liked, at the very end, buddy cop movie. You see them kind of <laughs> hanging out. They're hanging out in Louisiana, building boats or whatever, just being cool superhero dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like Living to see... life. I would like to see almost more of the... There was funny scenes in this show, but it got a little... Because of what they were trying to do with Sam and him taking up Captain America, it got very serious at times. I would like to just see like nothing but those two just bickering, doing the bad boys thing, basically. Um, I would I would like to see a whole series of them doing that. What would you think of uh, uh, the new Captain America suit? Oh, I, I like it. I don't like his goggles. Um, and I realized I was looking at like the comic book, you know, thing. And it's like the yellow visor over the eyes is like mm-hmm. in, in there. So they, just, I don't ever like that. I wish no he head was, protection, no dome protection. Yeah, or, or just give him a straight up helmet. Like don't give him goggles. It's just mm-hmm. strange. Like either. Well, he needs something for his HUD for his, uh, for his. Uh, was it, did he call him Robin? Falcon. Oh, what, no, uh, what's the little little robot? Yeah, what is, is Robin? Red Hawk, something like that. Red Dart. Obviously, we can't remember. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe. Red but maybe wing, give him like a full. Wing. Just give him a full helmet. I don't know. And let the shield go. Uh, you know, let the visor go up and down or something. The goggles aren't doing it for me. Yeah. They they probably didn't have enough budget to to finish the the helmet for him. <laughs> yeah. To just completely remove uh, his face. Yeah. So, for me, overall, I thought this was a good show as far as the MCU stories go. I mean, it's kind of middling for me. When I kind of compare it to, like, the movies overall, I kind of put it in that middle range. It's good storytelling, good character building. Um, But at the end of the day, what does it do? What does it add to the MCU? And to me, the only thing it really adds is that we have a new Captain America, uh, Zemo is still in jail, but he's over in the raft now. Um, and we have Agent Walker, who's you know U.S. agent now. That's Those probably are the really the only things. Big. I think the U.S. agent is probably the biggest thing going for that, and a new Captain America, obviously. But I think they're setting up some sort of like Suicide Squad for like lack of like like a, a team of not quite evil people, but bad. You know, they are villains technically, but not like the worst of them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. maybe don't just like a sinister six ish. Yeah. Something like that. There, there's something going on there. Um, that's obviously probably a big takeaway, but yeah, we don't get anything with the winter soldier or what his next story is going to be or what, but yeah. Mm-hmm. We do like during the movie or the show there there was that nice little story between him and the the older uh uh Asian guy, I can't yeah. remember his name. And it's you know, he we see that he killed his son during one of his operations that he didn't have any control over. Yep. Um but trying to come to terms with that. And I would have liked to seen that scene where they talk to each other and what kinda happens and obviously it infers that there's now a broken friendship out of it and He'll probably never see him again. Yep. So, but anyway, uh, overall, I thought it was was good, not great. Um, definitely, you know, adds to the overall tapestry of the MCU, but it doesn't. It's not necessary uh, unless there's some big thing with with the new Captain America in the future or or the U.S. agent. Like even WandaVision, they bring back Vision. Like, that's a pretty big, monumental thing. And Wanda unlocks her powers, and that is a huge, huge thing for the MCU. Yep. And so you get I think Monica Rambeau as a brand new superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of things hinted at in that, that show. And this yeah. one we didn't get quite as much. Um, yeah. I just had a thought. I was thinking about it because we got upcoming. The next show is going to be Loki, correct? Uh-huh. The next that's level. like next month. So you've got Loki, which is probably going to be very heisty. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be so you got three shows now, each with kind of their own little genres. Um, and but um, Falcon and Winter Soldiers, that genre is just action movie. And it's like, well, 
I maybe would rather have just seen a much better put together action movie. Um, I think the genre, the other genre stuff might play out better. At least that's what my, I'm, I'm thinking Loki's gonna, I'm gonna end up liking Loki more than I like the show. And I think it's because of that. It's not just another action Marvel movie. It's mm-hmm. a Marvel characters and a new genre for me. Um, yeah. At least that's what I'm hoping it is. Which, by the way, Endgame was kind of a heist movie. So it was, <laughs> yes, and that that was new, and it was kind of cool to end on that note. Like, it made you know they couldn't do another Infinity War, you know, the repeat of just let's just fight Thanos, and that's all we're gonna do. It's like no, let's throw in this cool heist thing, and then fight yeah. Thanos. Yeah. Um, Loki does look really good. Uh, I'm I'm all for seeing Tom Hiddleston again, obviously. So I'm super excited to see him. And Owen Wilson, obviously, yes. uh, joining the MCU now. I'm, I'm curious to see what he brings to the table. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be uh, a good watch here in the next uh, yep. month or so. It'll begin. Um, and I did want to mention in, in this show, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we did get, like, uh, five seconds of screen time of Don Cheadle as War Machine. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. in it at the very beginning. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe him come back at some other point during the movie. or, or I keep being yeah. movie. It's kind of a movie. There, uh, but did you, see, like did you see that meme or, or picture of uh, when Sam says, uh, well, I, don't I understand? I'm the first black man to wear stars and stripes. And then there's a picture of uh, Don Cheadle when he's Iron Patriot in mm-hmm. Stars and Stripes. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, they did already try to make a black, like, a symbol for America with Iron yeah. Patriot. Um, and it, we'll just kind of forget about that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, okay, so that kind of wraps up our, our discussion of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, um, dear listener, curious if you had any thoughts that you'd like to share, please hit us up on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan is my tag, or at EntertainingPod is uh, where you can find the show. Justin, where are you? I am at Justy Pickles on Twitter. Just E Pickles. Yes. Um, very, very apt. <laughs> so that'll do it for us this this uh, this month, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the fans of all ages. We thank you for listening. We thank you for joining us on this little journey, and we hope that you have been entertained.